Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. As you know, we're studying the book of 1 Peter, Living in the Face of Ridicule. Uh, today, we're studying 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 through 5. Christian, take a close look at your salvation. Look through the eyes of a misunderstood stranger and an undeserving heir. The author is Peter, the apostle known for his extremes. The Peter who wrote this epistle is not the same man that we knew back in the Gospels. The Gospel fisherman could have been considered a strong-willed child that never grew up, that is, until he met the Messiah. Earlier in his life, he was extremely impulsive. Remember, he both walked on water and denied our Lord. Peter was a man of extremes. Who could argue with the Lord one day and be a tender-hearted follower of the Lord and an amazing leader of men the very next? What changed him? What made the difference? Let me tell you, time spent with Jesus, the Son of God. For three wonderful years, Peter walked and talked with Jesus. He saw Jesus weep. He saw Jesus laugh. Peter was a personal recipient of both his loving comfort and his convicting rebuke. We too are known by our extremes. What extremes in your life need to be changed by the power of God? Are you willing to spend the time with God to see those changes come about? The recipients of Peter's letter were strangers scattered throughout Asia Minor. Many believe these were both Jew and Gentile Christians who were falsely accused of the burning of Rome, even though most knew the wicked, God-hating Emperor Nero was to blame. These were, they were driven from their families and homes to live in areas of the country where they were unknown, misunderstood, and had no legal protection. In uh, 1 Peter 2.11, Peter calls them strangers and pilgrims. As strangers, we should never feel at home in this world. As pilgrims, we know we don't belong here, but have a citizenship in heaven. Anyone who is different often gets stared at, misunderstood, and even rejected. Now, godliness should make ungodliness feel uncomfortable. Living in a God-centered, Christ-like life would make each one of us feel a bit like a stranger or a pilgrim in this godless world we live in. Now, I love the way Peter seeks to comfort the Christian castaways. Verse 2 is essentially saying this, Suffering Christian, I know you're being ridiculed and persecuted, but God the Father has chosen you. God the Spirit has set you apart from a God-hating world to himself, and God the Son has paid the price of your redemption. You are rejected by men, but you're accepted by God. God will give you all the grace and peace you need to get through this difficult time. Wow. What a comforting, loving God, rejected by men, but accepted by God. This is wonderful. Sadly, those who choose to be accepted by men and reject God will have all eternity to regret their decision. Now, 1 Peter 1.3 reminds us that the believers have been born again, according to God's great mercy. A newborn child is totally dependent on his parents. Infants cannot do anything for themselves and must depend on the mercy of their parents. Does the child have anything to do with his birth? Did you have anything to do with your birth? I'm sure you were there, but probably don't remember much about it. Once we are born again, we have a living hope. This hope is not a I hope so kind of hope, but a happy, confident anticipation of living with God for eternity kind of hope. Jesus rose from the dead and is in heaven today. Just as a hopeful child looks forward to seeing his daddy at the end of a busy day, so we can look forward to seeing our Heavenly Father at the end of a busy life. Because of God's mercy in Christ's death, we will live forever with him. Do you eagerly look for the Lord's return? 
The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave is an essential part of our salvation. If Christ had not risen from the grave, it would have proved that he was not a sinless sacrifice and that his payment for sin was not accepted. But Jesus did rise from the dead. His death was accepted as a payment for the sins of all mankind, and therefore, all mankind has the opportunity to put their trust in Christ and be born again. If you have already trusted Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for your personal salvation, take a minute and say thank you to God for saving you. Now, Peter was writing to many Christians who were driven from their homes, businesses, and lands that they inherited from their families. Peter sought to comfort those who lost their earthly inheritances with the truth that they have a heavenly and an eternal inheritance that is incorruptible. In other words, nothing can ruin it, undefiled. Nothing can stain or cheapen it, and it fades not away. It can never grow old or wear out. Your inheritance is reserved, guarded, and watched over by God himself. 1 Peter 1.5 says that believers are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. How would you use this verse to encourage someone who is struggling with their insurance of salvation? Our powerful, almighty God keeps, guards, and protects our salvation for us. My assurance is not based on how good I am, but on how perfect and powerful the, my good Heavenly Father is. This is real. We are going to live somewhere forever, okay? I can trust humanism and have faith that I will simply decay and be no more, or I can trust God by believing what he says is true and live eternally with him. This is not a game or a battle of philosophies. This is truth. I cannot trust myself. I am not big enough, good enough, powerful enough, or smart enough to control my eternal destiny. I must trust God and God alone. I do hope that you trust God in this very same way. Well, our time is up, but uh, if you want more information about uh, the wilds or the wilds of New England or some Bible helps on fear or anger, uh, simply just log on to ranhumble.com. But today, I hope that you really, really, really do have a good day.